0: Y'all, I did not know that the popular donut chain Pink Box is owned by the Siegel Group, a corporation that also runs Siegel Suites, a chain of weekly stay apartments. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I get to talk to food writer Kim Foster about why she refuses to take a bite out of Pink Box donuts and how weeklies keep people in the cycle of poverty. It's Thursday, June twenty third, twenty twenty two. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is Citycast Las Vegas. Good morning, Kim. Welcome to Citycast Las Vegas. Hi Vogue. Happy to be here with you today. Yes, thanks for coming. Hello to your chicken. <laughs> Thank you. So I'd like to know, what is your beef with pink box donuts?
1: Okay, so uh, I'm a food writer here in Vegas, and I go to a lot of establishments, and I cook a lot. And so one of the things that I sort of have been doing is avoiding pink box donuts and Mm -hmm. also bagel mania, um, because they've been owned by Siegel Sweets. And I've sort of had a beef with their sort of role in Vegas culture and I'm feeling like I'm not sort of open to giving them my money I have not had a pink box donut and Mm -hmm. nor have I had a bagel from bagel mania and I hear they're very good but I have resisted
0: so for people who don't know what is what are seagull sweets I feel like I've driven past them but I didn't always know what they were so Siegel Suites
1: are weekly hotels. Siegel Suites operates some 36 flexible-stay apartments in seven states and 13 extended-stay apartments. Uh, so they, if by their estimation, 20, 12,000 apartments in 12 states. They basically buy up old, crumbling apartment buildings. They spend minimally to bring them to code. So oh. anybody who lives there is paying more than they would in a standard market rate apartment for renting oh. it. They hire really good PR, and they position themselves as standing in the gap for low-income folks and oh. offering solutions where there are not. And so those things, basically, my beef with them is that they really keep poor people poor. And okay. there are no other alternatives for people when they are housing insecure. Mm-hmm. And um, and just for reference, the McKinney Vento Homeless Assistance Act basically defines hmm. that kids in weeklies are not considered housed children. So oh. like if you're an adult and vogue like you live in a weekly, you're considered right. housed. But But if you have a child and that child lives with you, that child is considered to be a homeless youth or a housing insecure youth, depending on... So basically, our government gets that this sort of temporary... That it's not stable. That it's that not it's
0: stable. That doesn't feel safe, right? I know that with children especially, having a stable household is important to just their development. Correct. Uh, feeling safe. I wonder why they don't consider it for adults because I think that it, it still can show up as adults as a problem with adults too.
1: Sure. They I think so. But I think they feel like at least adults have some agency. I mean, I have no idea how they framed it that way, but it makes sense to me. And even like kids in schools are considered to be fairly, fairly transient when they're in, like the teachers are aware of who lives in a weekly, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And there's a okay. lot of issues with, so for instance, like a friend of my son's, they were in a weekly and that weekly had so many roaches and so it was so like overridden with roaches that they couldn't have fresh food so you know i have all these chickens and i would like give her eggs and she would say oh yeah we can't have any fresh food in the house cuz there's so many roaches it's we can't do it it's just ridiculous and it's it, and i don't cook and she said i don't cook so basically her son and her never ate fresh food or cooked food they, it was wow. always like fast food or food from convenience stores things like that
0: yeah Right. So in weeklies, do they have like a proper kitchen? Like what does a weekly look like and and what are the costs associated with moving into one?
1: So a weekly hotel basically can be just, I mean, I've seen three bedrooms. I've um, I've seen studio apartments. There's usually a small kitchen. A lot of those should have things like microwaves and pots and pans. But what we find out is that the microwaves are... Um, extra, for instance. Um, oh. TV remotes can be as much as $10. So there might no. be. Oh!
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know why that's a crime to me, but I'm just like, what do you
1: mean $10 for a remote? Sorry. Well, Please think continue. about it. So the back end costs are that weeklies engage in this sort of corrupt tactics to extract money from people because these poor people have no recourse. So, for instance, like a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Alexandra. She's a chef on the strip. They, when they moved here, they were pregnant and she and her husband were like looking for work. So they just took a weekly. And um, they charged them over a thousand dollars for damages. And oh. they're still fighting it off years now on her credit. And wow. to like, and they didn't damage the apartment. They did a walkthrough, everything. Um, I have people who had come to the pantry who said that they went months without AC in triple digit summer temperatures, that there were is exposed wiring, the bathroom ceiling was falling in. And then when the AC was fixed, like water would come in. We have oh. three elderly residents who like were living in a place with no elevator working. And they were on the third floor and they're elderly and like dragging groceries up the stairs. Up
0: the stairs. So and
1: you're paying top you're paying top dollar for this. Right. So um, and the nickel and diming is a really big thing. So. Right.
0: Because you were saying about the microwaves that so how does <laughs> yeah. so I just everything can't even is understand. extra
1: and i think from their perspective they're probably saying well you know things get this is a tough population and things get broken but what happens is that it really ups the cost on everything so even like think of it this way so lots of these little costs require a debit or credit card and if you don't have them to you have to go to the bank to get a, like a money order for the car because they won't take cash. So oh. if you can't get to your bank or you don't have a bank or you don't account, have a
0: bank. Right.
1: You pay a fee around $2 to get one at the post office. And so that's another $2. So And you have to get there and have a car. And, you know, I mean, there's just all kinds of like these things that for poor people, for people who are really struggling, um, these things can just like just drag you under over time. Right. You're just constantly, the money's going out, money's going out, $2 here, $5 here, $10 here. And then when you're moving out and you get hit with charges that aren't even charges that you, like, I have one lady tell me that they have still think that she took the bed from her apartment. And she's like, Um, we did
0: a walkthrough. Right. If you have a walkthrough and you did paperwork, you should have legal recourse. But can you afford legal recourse if you're trying to rebuild your life and your family and living in a weekly was your only option? Correct. In an ideal world, how would a weekly work?
1: Well, now, this is a really interesting question, Vogue, because I've been imagining how— I, I don't I don't usually think of people as being inherently bad so but I do think of systems as being bad right. so for instance, you know I don't know who the players are in the company, mm-hmm. but I do know that the company they could they could be the heroes here like I was just even just spitballing without thinking if there was a voucher program through the government mm. where yeah. people who are struggling could be like, Maybe some of those, maybe one of the buildings could be in, in, in a particular property could have like people who needed supported housing, like caseworkers and, um, you know, people to, they could be the, the answer for housing insecure people in Vegas. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any specifics. I'm not like a public policy person, but right. the idea that we could be thinking about how Siegel Suites, instead of going out and saying, you know, they, they run these, charity things like, oh, we spent the last two days giving back to our residents at Siegel Suites, you know, Mm -hmm. giving away pizza and water and snacks and things like that. Instead of doing those things, which are really just optics and they're just charity. They don't Mm -hmm. create any kind of equity. Long-term
0: solution. Correct. So we talked about how, you know, in a perfect world or an ideal world, how a weekly would work. What's the reality of weeklies?
1: The reality is that it's a place where a lot of people who are struggling are really put together in one place. And that means there's no social resources mm-hmm. for any of these people. Yeah. When you get people all cramped together who are all struggling and they're transient, so they're in and out, right? And they're all yeah. there and they're going through their own pressure, right? And we know that poverty is a huge stressor and it stresses the brain, and you make stupid decisions because Mm -hmm. of that stress. They're reactive. You can't think of the whole thing, the consequences down the line, what's going to happen a year from now because of this decision. You're just thinking, how do I friggin' keep this roof over my head? What do I have to do? And so your brain is working badly and over time. And so this is so the weeklies are really places where these kinds of things fester. So there's no context. Like, people need context. If you know that your neighbor is schizophrenic, then you know who that person is. You know, or they're they're addicted to drugs. You know who that person is. You know that family. But if there's this transient place where everybody's just sort of, like, in and out, in and out, in and out, nobody's really known. There's no compassion. There's no dealing with people one-on-one. It becomes all very, there's no, there's nobody can reach out for help. Like, hey, can you watch my kid for an hour? Cause I just got, you know, overtime. Can you, like, wow. you know, do that? There's none of that. There's no social supports for people. If we're not supporting them, then basically we're just impairing their ability to, like, succeed, you know, 10 years from now, that kind of thing. So the implications are huge. They're really big.
0: Right. I feel like you just made me want to be a better neighbor. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't think we all always do that. We all always take care of our neighbors. But I I definitely think that there's something to be said about if you're in a place long enough, you start communicating with the people close by to you if it feels safe. And that long-term stability makes a difference in how you um, how you interact with the people around you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's how I sort of came to sort of understand Siegel Sweets because I was delivering food there. And not just Siegel, also, you know, other weeklies, Extended Stay America, that kind of stuff. The, the, the idea was I was in these places and people were telling me these stories and they were saying things like, you know, I got a notice today, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you learn pretty quickly. Okay, call this person, go here, you need to do this, that kind of stuff. But if you're stuck in a weekly someplace... Who's going to tell you to do that?
0: Who's Who's going to say,
1: call this person? He's a friend of mine at blah, blah, blah. He can help you. He knows, you know,
0: who's going to do that? Who's going to give you resources? Man. And weeklies promote their spaces as flexible solutions for the working class population. But it sounds like they make things more precarious for the people who live there, uh, especially in terms of the rules around evictions.
1: Oh, completely Evictions are a really big issue for people who are struggling, particularly in weeklies, because um, there is um, something called summary eviction in Nevada. This is a very special gift that only Nevadans have.
0: What is a summary eviction? (laughs) That sounds terrible. It sounds like they wrote a paragraph and they were like, and in conclusion, get out.
1: (laughs) Okay, so imagine this. Okay, imagine this. This is really, this is, uh, so, okay. So, Vogue, we're just going to use you as an example, okay? Mm -hmm. You are uh, living in a weekly. So let's just say you didn't pay your rent. You're late, okay? And you're like, dude, I'm going to get you the rent. And they're like, doesn't matter. You didn't pay. And so they give you a seven-day eviction notice. And um, your job is to know that you need to then take that eviction notice, file an affidavit with the courts, So that it stops the process so that you can then get a hearing in court so that you can then deal with the eviction. If you don't file that affidavit, Vogue, they can do whatever they want. They will just plow you under and somebody will show up at your door in seven days and you'll basically be like carrying your shit out, you know, in a plastic bag.
0: In a plastic bag or two or three. Yeah. Right.
1: So. It's, so. And that's a Nevada thing. That's not a Seagull Suites thing or an extended Stay America thing. That's that is specifically how the government, you know, um, you know, takes the side of landlords and big corporations and not, you know, poor folks
0: who are just trying to get by.
1: Like, how would you know if you were evicted that you had to go and file an affidavit?
0: No, I wouldn't even know where to start, who to go to. And I feel like filing an affidavit probably also costs money. Of Uh, course it does. And that would be
1: in my budget. (laughs) That's right. That's right. The other thing is that they have... Um, a lot of loopholes. So, for instance, during the, uh, Siegel is being investigated by a subcommittee house um, about their eviction practices during the pandemic moratorium. They were not supposed to be evicting people and people were being evicted. And their response, and they definitely quoted, um, they, they were definitely quoted in the Nevada Current saying that, um, if people live on our property and they're a nuisance and they're a disturbance or broken laws or any rules in the rental agreement other than the payment of rent, then we are allowed to evict. And weeklies have really taken advantage of that loophole. So we're seeing people not evicted during the pandemic for things like they can't pay the rent, but they are getting evicted for having too many people in the rooms, having too many pets. They are um, there are, if they break a law or they break any kind of, uh, um, uh, uh, rule in their rental agreement, if they don't sign somebody in who's visiting, I mean, there's all kinds of like little loopholes and they're just merciless. They'll just kick you out. And so this is how they operate. Mm-hmm. So the cycle is you say, okay, screw it. I've got the rent money. I'm not going to give it to Siegel Suites and pay. Because if I pay, then I won't have money. They'll evict me anyway. So you clear out in the middle of the night because you've got this money, and you go to another weekly. And then that transient starts again. Because And you've got an eviction on your credit. And then an eviction means that no one in a regular monthly lease, unless you know somebody, but you don't know somebody because you're caught up in the system of weeklies. You're not in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. right? The, so it, it just like the cycle. You just see the cycle. All it's a the
0: spiral. Time. It's a it's, spiral. How will you ever become a homeowner, even for purchasing a home? If you have evictions on your record, it's much harder. Like I think you have to wait a few years before you can purchase a home. Yeah, um, you
1: can't even rent a regular home from a regular management company after you have an eviction on your, they'll look, they'll see the eviction and you're done. And so it ruins your opportunity to get out of the system that you're in. You just get stuck in this spiral. And you know, we have, there's somebody that came to the pantry a lot. He lives in a seagull Suites and he's been there for years. He's doing great, he's been there for years. Huh. But they could never get enough money together and get their credit in good enough shape to get out of single To move
0: suites. out. So they live there for years on end. Years on end. Wow.
1: And he's I paying do- more than he would mm-hmm. pay if he had a market rate apartment.
0: Exactly. Even for... Oh, I have so many thoughts now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is why I can't stomach you know, a pink box donut, right? It's not because I don't love their donuts. They look friggin' amazing. And their bagels look amazing and look amazing at Bagel Mania. But -hmm. I feel like I can't stop this for people. So this small little act and talking about it is like the only thing that I can do. You know, and I want them, I don't want them to be, to push this aside and not respond or or be indignant about it like i'm trying to hurt them or whatever i just want them to be this like a partial solution to really a lot of folks in vegas who are just really going through a hard time
0: thank you so much for being on the show um for having such a deep compassion for the community around you and and reaching out and Working towards understanding different people's perspectives, especially when it comes to food and housing insecurity um, as well. Thank you. For okay. that. I'm
1: so happy to be here and I'm so happy to have this really fantastic interaction with you after having read your work. And um, just really an honor for me. So thank you.
0: Before you go, a few more things. After two years off, the Nevada Women's Film Festival is back and in person. Today through Sunday, there will be 63 films from 13 countries, plus talks, social events, and awards. Go to nwffest.com for more. Next, the Clark County Commissioners approved some strict regulations on short-term rentals that will put thousands of them out of business. And rental owners are already planning to sue. Lastly, sending love to anyone impacted by the major fire downtown and the violence that happened on Fremont Street last weekend. Stay safe out there. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Our lead producer is Sonia Cho Swanson and our producer is Layla Mohammed. Our newsletter editor is Scott Dickensheets, and our hosts are me, Vogue Robinson, and David Figler. Music is by OG Moose. We record this show on the traditional homelands of the Nuovi, the Southern Paiute people. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. Take care. Merida is
1: just, and, like, she's not even, like, doing it from across the yard. She's actually standing in front of the window and just, like, just screaming, basically, until I get off. She's a city chicken.